Hello. Hey, George. You eating your George. bean I'm eating my, my soggy nachos. You got nachos, but all that's on it is meat, beans, and cheese. What else do you want on there? Like lettuce and tomato and sour cream and like stuff other than like the stuff that makes you fart. And all you need is meat, bean, and cheese. It's all good. Gotta balance it with some vegetables or something. Make it a little healthy. I balance it with a soda, so I'll be extra belchy this episode for you. Oh, great. Oh, oh heads also heads up. I'm not editing this episode. I want to kind of give the listeners an idea of what oh. a real record sounds like before we clean it up. You, wow. you. <coughs> I'm telling <laughs> Off to a great start. Off to a great start. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? Oh. Are you choking on your nachos? <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling we you We almost right got now. me dying on record. Although, <laughs> if, I guess if you're properly choking, it would be just dead silence. Oh, my God, Gary. This is what happens when you talk and eat. Not only that, I know you. I don't know if you're going to be able to resist the urge. You're going to touch this, baby. No. You can touch it all over. No, I don't plan to. I think for just one time we should try an unedited one because the listeners feel like they're missing but out. We're, like, and they're not. That's They think we're cutting out great material, but we just aren't. We're going to be so flipping good, though. We're going to kick so much ass that people are going to be like, you had to have edited. That was edited. That was so good. No. You guys ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Three, two, one. Hey, toy family. Welcome to the Marsham Toy Hour where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Ham. I'm Teresa Hawkins. And I'm George Gaspar. And here we are. I'm going to leave the crap that we talked about before intro. And how was your Halloween, guys? <laughs> Jeez. Well, we didn't record. Hmm. I wonder why, Gary. Why did we take a week off? Because it was my kid's birthday. His sixth birthday on Halloween. We celebrated his birthday. We went trick-or-treating with the cousins. And on the weekend was a birthday party at the play at the park. So, yeah, no, I wanted the weekend off just for myself, but you guys could have done it without me, you and George. George has the ability to hit record. That's and I just could have released yes. it. No, you couldn't you could have done You're... it. But I guess I'm the glow. You guys need me. No. Your name's the you... only one in the title of the of the show. Yeah. Not only that, you, you've been doing this sort of, like, slipping into the, the netherworld, Gary. Like, thing. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I warned Gross. you. Starting off strong. <laughs> Gross. I seriously, I don't think you understand. I want to throw up every time you do that. Is, <laughs> I, I apologize so- to the listeners. I, uh, it won't happen again. Uh, gosh. But no, you've been like, you've been like, oh, like you host. And I'm not really going to talk. And Gary, people want to hear your voice. So no. It's crazy. I don't take that as a valid option. No, but it, it can happen occasionally. You guys did a great job, though. It was nice. I had a lot going on at work, so it was nice to let you guys take the hosting reins and kind of sit back and turn my brain off a little bit during the episodes. And I thought, honestly, you guys did, I thought, a bang-up job. No, There was I, great I feedback for those episodes, by the way. I'm giving you a bit of a hard time, but truthfully, work has been killing me. And Halloween day, the, the record day, I was in an all-day work thing that I was prepping. I was up till 4 in the morning the night before preparing. And then afterwards, I was like, you know what? I want to go see my niece and nephew. 
their youngins in their little costumes. It'll be cute. So I went over and had dinner at my brother. So it was good. So what I'm hearing you say is that it's not my fault. No. Yes, that's exactly what you're saying. Still your fault. <laughs> uh, so it was Halloween. Did you guys buy any Halloween-themed toys other than, like, the Target stuff? No, wait. I feel like I have to explain myself a little for what happened before we got on. Do you want, me ex- do you want a story time of my, my text? Oh, the text that you won't allow me to share to social media? What you're going to talk about here. <laughs> Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> well, you can save it and you can post it as proof uh, when we release on Monday. Okay. No, I'll, I'll have to say, so leading up to this episode, we were trying to figure out what time. I know you were working late and we thought we'll do our normal record time, 930, but you needed time to grab food and everything. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I got time. When I was like, okay, I got time. I can eat dinner after I eat. I'm in a shower. I got plenty of time. And I get in the shower thinking like, oh, I'm golden. But I'm a girl, you know. I may not be the girliest girl, but I'm a girl. And also I get out of the shower and it's 9.55. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, you've got to be shitting me. And so I'm like scrambling. Like I'm sitting there dripping wet, like trying to figure out, crap, I got to get ready so I can get on the phone. And then I check my phone and you text and you say, Taco Bell's being slow. It's going to be a bit. And I literally am sitting here going, praise Jesus, because I'm butt naked, wet, soaking wet straight out of the shower. And I'm sitting here thinking, you all are going to give me such shit because I'm always late. And here I had 30 minutes more and I was still late. <laughs> I wish I was home in time to, to catch you on that. But I wasn't. I was still stuck at Taco Bell. And then you sent that weird text. What did it say? Something. <laughs> I'm dripping wet and butt no, naked. No, it says, I'm currently wet and butt <laughs> naked. And, and if you were any other person, I would have taken that as a sext. But that was that was just a straight up innocent Teresa text. You had context because earlier in the thread, I thought I said, yeah, I said I need to stop working so I can shower and eat dinner. Well, I get what you're saying. You just need to watch your wording. You sure you don't want to edit this, Gary? (laughs) (laughs) No, we're we're going full uncut this time. This is how it is. Oh, whatever. Okay. Back to your question. Halloween toys. Yeah. Did you guys buy any? Like actual candy corn toys or anything like that george i know you're king of candy corn did you buy anything i do love a candy corn toy um i i did get the uh the candy corn painted figure from um it's the bognar figure from the warlords of war line oh, yeah. a candy corn edition and i got the candy cornelius from alex party nice you see I didn't buy any, but I was going to say, if I had to give it up to any toy for the best Halloween release I saw this year, I would definitely hand it to Alex Party for his Cornelius Candomon. It was fantastic. It's like a candy corn zombie, and it's huge. It's bigger than I thought it was. It's all right. I wouldn't say it was the best release of the year. No, you don't think it was the best oh, Halloween release this year? Oh, right. Just I'm so surprised that was your favorite of all Halloween ones. Well, what was your favorite Halloween? Well, let's not get up. Let's go back to the Alex Pardee one. Like I think it was really cool. I know Andrew Bell also did like a Zombify Candy Corn many years ago, as I'm sure a bunch of artists have. But did I hear read that was like the first of six from Alex Pardee? It is. So Kid Robot released the first one, but I guess they did a. I know Strange Cat did a autumn version with the chocolate 
But yeah, in the Kid Robot post, it says first of six classic candy coated vinyl collectible demons to crawl from your candy bowl. And I looked into it. And if you go to Alex Party's shop, um, you can see some pin designs he did called the Candy Mons. And you can see the five other designs there are. So the candy corn's one of them. And he's got like a Twizzler and a, I don't know, a gumball and. Can- candy. Yeah, just different yeah. candies. Uh, so I kind of feel like Andrew Bell already has the market on this in the vinyl toy realm. He's, you know, the Kill Cat and the Kisses of Deaths. So it's fine. There's more than enough candy to go around for multiple of artists to do it. I'm just saying, I think Andrew Bell did it first. This is very different than Andrew Bell's style. I um, totally agree. But yeah, I see what you're saying. But and can we also say that this is produced by 3D Retro? This is a 3D Retro toy. Oh yeah, it is. Kid Robot didn't really mention it at all when they. Gary, why? Why have you become so negative? I feel like every time we talk about something, like instead of being like, "These are cool. This is awesome," you're like, "Someone already does candy. I didn't think that was that good candy corn. Everyone's done it. Stop being Mr. Poopy Pants." Oh jeez. Bring back the fun, Gary. I'm just saying some things I know some people thought. That's all. This is we're. Discussing you, but you've got take you've gone the other way, Gary. All you are are just pooping on everything lately. I want to feel. Oh my a little, gosh! Little bit of love. It's great. It's fantastic. It was a really cool piece. Awesome. Lit. Dope. Great. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> okay, I'm going to mention one more thing. I got. It wasn't actually a toy per se, but it was a blow molded plastic uh, jack o' lantern uh, style toy, and I got it from the when. Uh, it was even before Halloween, and it was at Michael's, but they were already switching out for Christmas. So I got this thing. It's probably 18 inches tall, like blow-molded plastic, like awesome de- jack-o'-lantern decoration. And it was six bucks. Damn. Oh, nice. It's yeah. a nice pickup. Yeah, really cool. I can't tell you that there's going to be any left because, they, like I said, they switched out for Christmas way before Halloween. So it was, uh, it was weird. My best Halloween pickup of the season was at Target. Was a haunted boombox for thirty bucks. That thing was you bought that awesome. Thing? That thing was awesome, George. Seriously, easily one of the best pickups I've had in a long time. I know at Target it was thirty bucks. It had like the test button, and I was not impressed with it at the store. But we picked it up and we took that button off. And it turns out that thing plays a bunch of different Halloween songs, has haunted commercials. My kids loved cool. it, and they played with it all month long. That's pretty fun. And honestly, you can pick it up at uh, Target.com now on clearance for fifteen bucks. But otherwise, you're talking about favorite Halloween releases. And although I really liked the Alex Party Candy Corn one, there was one I think I just liked a little bit more. And it was actually just a pre-order during the month of October for Halloween. And it was a, um, this was the, the uh, we actually saw a prototype of it during uh, Five Points, Teresa. It was the Tara McPherson George's Halloween Portrait. It's that one that was a bus-style toy. And it's, you know, it's kind of cut off just above the waist. And he's the vampire kid, and he's holding the two ghost balloons. But... Uh, Martian Toys put up a pre-order for this, and it's a vinyl toy release. And I guess they got the um, the painted samples in during the month of October, and they got excited, and they want to do a pre-order for it. So um, it stands about 12 inches tall, all vinyl. It's beautifully painted. I don't know when the actual release is, but if you pre-ordered it during the month of October before Halloween, you got $50 off the retail price. And the retail price is 
it's going to be $250 when it drops, but if you pre-ordered it before Halloween, you would have gotten it for 200 bucks. So, beautiful piece, and uh, yeah, that was my favorite piece of the year, or Halloween. Okay. Uh, no, no I, that's a good mention. What, George? Uh, as I say, I haven't seen it. Now, how are you going to handle this without editing? Can you send a picture, or is it going to take Oh, heck yes, George. If you go to the Martian Toys Instagram and scroll down a bit, you can check out... Um, photos and posts from it but i am glad you mentioned that one gary because that is a really good piece and i'm with you i don't i'm not a huge fan of the fact that it's a bust style but i do like that it goes a little lower at the waist so it's got arms and it's holding little ghosts and the paint job i think the color of it it's like a nice kind of pretty pastel and it's good it's nicely done yeah it's a beautiful piece it's I large like it. too I, I know it's kind of on the spendy side but it's it is like an it's it's more like an art piece, yeah. And any Terry McPherson fans, you know, they're gonna want this for sure. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. I know the prototype. Aren't the ghosts uh, separate pieces, like sitting on the balloons? balloons? Yeah, I think so. That's how I understood it. Is that the balloons are removable? But I don't know really under. I don't know exactly what's underneath those ghosts. I'm gonna assume it's just vinyl balloons, but I'm not exactly positive. I don't know. I kind of want to see what it looks like under it. I'm trying to go find it. But did you find them, George? Yeah, I'm looking at them. That's cool. Okay, what's next? What do we got? Well, okay. Well, real quick. So speaking of Alex Party, because we were talking about his Cornelius Candy Mine, but did you all see that Kickstarter he just launched for Future Me? Of course. Please tell me you've seen it. Gary? Yeah, I did. Okay, this thing... Okay, not only is it flipping adorable with this cute little tombstone smiley face head, I love it. It's basically the head is a tombstone sitting on the ground, and the body is is essentially like this half-buried skeleton that was buried under the grave. But the best thing about this Kickstarter, so we talked about the promotional videos and how I'm really bad at watching them, but he posted it on Instagram, and my goodness, it is by far the most fun I've ever had watching a promotional video for a toy. It's the best. Holy crap, you're positive tonight. I like your enthusiasm. I, well, I was in a good mood, and then you're all, and it's putting me in a bad mood. I'm trying to bring my enthusiasm back up because it's exciting, and I like toys, and work has been shit. And when you get on here and you're all like, eh, candy coon, bleh, you got to be positive, Gary. We need some enthusiasm. It is. It was a great video. It looked like a cool toy. It's not something I would purchase. It's not something you would purchase either, but you just like the overall commercial that they made for the Kickstarter and that little cute okay. little tombstead, uh, tombstone head on the actual piece. For sure. It's not It's not something I would buy. You're right. I mean, it's more of a action figure-esque type toy, but it's just you can't not give it kudos for – but. The way the toy is executed, but also the way they're promoting it. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And now the George, Kickstarter is butt. Yeah. Now, George, you are, you've worked with Alex Pardee in the past and had sculpted the Bunny Whist and stuff with him. Are you involved with any sculpting work on these pieces that we're talking about? Uh, no. The the, can, the candy corn was sculpted by David Orshowski. Um, and if they do future, if and when they do future um, versions of the other Candymans, uh, he's going to be doing those as well, um, and this one, this this one, I don't know. I'm not. He maybe he did this one as well. I don't know, and I never. I haven't actually watched the video on Kickstarter. I just went and backed it, um, so I should probably watch it. 
Yeah, you gotta watch it, George. It says it's by Ro uh, Rocom Toys. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. I don't either. But I don't know. I just, I just, we were talking about Alex Party, and I remember seeing that video and how much fun it was. I can't believe you haven't watched it. You'll love it. It's like a, it's like a play on, you know, like commercials for toys back in the day. They're like, you know, they, I don't know. They have like a fun little voiceover and goofy little, just goofy little videos if it's a commercial. When it comes to Alex's stuff, I don't need to know. Like, I don't need any other thing than to know it's from Alex. I just, I get it. Like, I'm, <laughs> when he when he sends, I'm on his email list when he sends stuff. Like, Alex is one of my, probably one of my top five artists that I that I love. And, you know, I like him as a person. I like him, I like his art. Uh, he was one of the first artists I bought an original painting of at a gallery, or painting from at a gallery. Like, yeah, I've been, I've been a fan of Alex's for quite some time. And uh, so when, when he put out the note that he was having a Kickstarter come and I was I tried to, you know, jump on there as fast as I can. See, everyone needs a, a fan like a George. If you got two to three hundred Georges in your fan base, you can make a pretty decent living at this. You can do toys. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's what it comes down to. The funny thing is, and I say this with the best of intentions, is I've hated almost all the sculpts that have come out of Alex's work. I love Alex's 2D work, and I hate almost all of the sculpts that have been made, including my own bunny widths. And I, I'll put them in the group. I, oh. just, I, I yeah. I, I, nothing has ever looked like his art to me. None, none of it has come close to looking like his art. The, the, the kid robot black figure probably was the closest one, but even that's not. Even that didn't do it. Everything always looks like a cartoony version of his art. And it's, it's like, and I don't know if it's his, you know, a lot of times that's what the artist wants. They, you know, they change it a little bit for, to get it to be what they want it to be for a toy version of something they're doing. Or, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not privy to all that information, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always been something that has bothered me about his work being translated is it's never quite, it's never quite hit the mark for me. Hmm. I can see kind of what you mean because I mean scrolling through his feed, he does have he has a very bright colored style, but it does have a sort of darkness to it. I get, I guess, for lack of well, a better word. There's so much detail in his art. He goes through it like, and if you see his painting process, it's it's painted, it's it's done like I don't know five times before he's even done. Like he draws it, then he completely washes it out, and then redraws it, and then colors it out, and then redraws it. It's like. He spent so much time putting in so much detail, and then none of his none of his toys ever have the detail. They're always just like bubbly, soft things. I just want someone to go in and take the time to put in the detail that his work deserves. Right. But it might not. He might not want it. You know, it might be. It might be a completely, you know, his decision to do it that way. Here's the difference between you and me, George. I feel if I said exactly what you just said just now. Teresa would be calling me Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> Here's the difference. George isn't saying, I hate this. This is dumb. Blah, blah, blah. He's I saying, I never said that either. <laughs> when I hear words coming out of your mouth, no, you're like, oh, candy corn. Bleh. You aren't like, 
yeah, it's cool, but this is the way you say it. This it's is your, where this is where I go. But this, I will edit this in. I'll do a rewind and I'll clip it. What I exactly said, and I didn't say eh, candy corn. Bleh. <laughs> your tone and the way you say it comes across super negative, and you've just got to phrase it in a way where it doesn't sound like you're just crapping on everything. Is all. I don't know. Maybe I just like George more now. I like you, George, better. <laughs> Thanks, Teresa. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, is Alex Party someone we've had on the show before? Because if not, we should get him on. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, he's out in LA. I mean, you could talk to him at Decon, see if you want to set something up. Okay. So, speaking of seasonal toys and all that, because I know it's the season, the season for seasonal toys, really. But um, one of the things I always follow during the month of October is a lot of people uh, in our scene get into the whole Inktober um thing for the month or Mavs Drawloween Club. And so I'm seeing lots of people who do you know, sketches, even customs or whatever. But um there was one this month that I thought was insane. It really impressed me. So do you all know Zar Dapua? He's a customizer. I have no idea who that is. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. So if you go to Instagram, it's Z-A-R, I'm going to make sure I get it right, Z-A-R-D-A-P-U-Y-A. And uh, I apologize if I'm pronouncing his his name wrong, but um, he, so he's a customizer and he's been customizing like monies and dunnies for forever now, but all of his customs have one common theme and that's food. So if you scroll through his feed, it's actually really cool what he does, like he, he basically takes monies and dunnies and converts them either into uh, shapes of food or holding the food. And along with that, he does really detailed, um, I guess, uh, replications of that food's branding or logo on the toy. And so what he did for his Inktober challenge is for all the prompts this year, he did a custom a day. And every prompt that was given, he found a way to spin it into a food theme. So, like, let's say the prompt uh, was ride. He ended up doing a Hawaiian punch one. Um, or I'm trying to find another one. Um, like uh, sling, and he did fruit by the foot. So he takes these prompts that a lot of people are using to do, you know, ink drawings, and he spins it into customs. But I think they're... Not only are they really well done, but it is it boggles my mind that someone was able to whip out these customs in a span of a month. And I even actually I commented on his post because I was like, there is no way that you did this in a month. I was like, did you really do this? And he said that he had to start pieces a day early, depending on the design. But basically, within the span of 31 days, he did all of them, which I think is insane. Like, And they're not they're not like cobbled shitty things either. They're they're. Oh. They're decent customs. But I heard earlier in this podcast somebody say that Andrew Bell is the only one allowed to do food, so. <laughs> yeah, back to that negativity, huh? No, I said <laughs> I said he did it first, but certainly everyone else can do it. And, there's, <laughs> and, and I also, what you guys aren't hearing, I said Andrew Bell did it first, but in addition to probably another hundred people that also did it as well. I decided to point out, like, I have seen a zombified candy corn before. Your guys' interpretation of it is, oh, Gary's being super shitty and shitting on it. That's not the case. Your tone, your tone. But no, I just, I think they're really well done, and I think it was an interesting spin. And 
No one can own food, just like no one can own dogs or whatever. These are like a lot of really clever, you know, a lot of really clever designs. And I don't know, they're cool. And I want to call bullshit, though. I don't. These are too good to do one a day. If you have no job, maybe like if this is all you're doing, I guess if you have no job, like sure. But each of these, I look at them, I'm seeing at minimum eight hours of work on each one. And he's doing these daily. I know some of these Inktobers and Drawloweens, they put out the list like a month in advance. So maybe he got a jump start on it. I don't know. I I don't know. I asked and he said either way, even if he did it start early, I mean, come on. I mean, look at the freaking Lay's potato chips. I want to eat those out of his little head. Well, they're great. There's, that, there's that, about that. 30 spare dunnies just sitting around. Well, some are monies, but I don't know. Best one, pick a best of the bunch. What's my best? Do you think shot? is the best? Sorry, what did you say? Sorry, I was looking for a group shot. Oh yeah, if you go to the uh, the fourth currently fourth photo on his feed, there's a group collage. He calls it Inktober Class of 2019. Uh, best one, just looking. Uh, maybe Pop Secret. That one's pretty funny. Or the Sour Patch Kids. Okay, Teresa. Don't make me pick. Um. Worst one's probably that Milky Way Dark. <laughs> well, I no, I like that one. It looks like it's a bite taken out of it. It's just more simplistic. I I want to yeah. know what he used to get the um the glaze on the Krispy Kreme one. What do you think he used? Glue? Could just be resin. That's the one. That's the one thing when I look at his customs. I'm curious what what he's using. I th- my personal and, favorite is the bowl of blueberries. Yeah, that's a good one too. I don't know. I really like the Lay's chips, but I also really like Nerd's Rope just because I like I mean I like eating Nerd's Rope. Um but I also like Pop Secret because he's got the popcorn popping out of the head. It's good. Question Anyway. Yes. He's got the KFC one. And it's got like it's like a taco version of a KFC. Does KFC do tacos? So, okay, listen to this. The prompt for it was Dizzy, and it's called a KFC Twister, and they don't sell it in the U.S. anymore. Oh, it's a thing that you- okay. That's good. Clever. That's what's fun, I think, sometimes, is seeing the prompt and how he chose to spin a food idea around the prompt that was given. Mm-hmm. So, But anyway, he's actually got them listed on his website right now, um, and he'll be at Decon, so if you want to go meet him... He is going to be at booth 1825. Nice. You know what? Since I just mentioned KFC, that'll be a nice little segue into talking about that McDonald's is going to be celebrating 40 years of Happy Meal toys. So, George, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but they are re-releasing, I think, almost 20 retro or uh, Happy Meal toys from the past. Oh, I had no idea. That's awesome. Oh, you can see this. Okay. I I actually I'm really glad you were you reminded me of this Gary because I need to get my boat over there because one of the retro toys I have is the little nuggets the like uh the nuggets, nuggets? Dressed up and stuff. yeah yeah like a little cowboy nugget it's so cute this and the uh, oh the um transforming 
like Happy Meal into a Dragon. I swear I had that as a kid. We actually had, so I'm one of five and we got a lot of kids. You crew a lot of like, kids meal toys and we had this giant Rubbermaid bin in the basement where like all these Happy Meal toys would get thrown in. And I swear that was one of the ones we had back in the day. That's awesome. I probably still have some of my original ones at home anyway. I feel like, I don't know if it's just the collector in me, but I don't know. I feel like Happy Meal toys, like all these kids meal toys out there right now, there's so many good ones. Like I want to go and sit and like, and like rotate through restaurants to start collecting from them. Cause there's these, so the Happy Meal anniversary ones, and it's a super short window. I can't believe it's only for four days, but those are coming out. And they recently did some Hello Kitty Halloween ones that were really fun. Sonic seems to be. Wait, this is only going to be for four days you can get these toys? Four days. 11 7 through 11 11. That's it. And can you just pick whichever one you want? Like, how do you. So, how do I get those three nuggets? I need them three nuggets. I have heard, I don't know, Gary, I feel like you've done this. I think you can actually go and just buy toys. Yeah, you can. Even though they're blind bagged, there's always something on the blind bag that will say something that will allude to what's inside. So if you can figure out that code, you can tell the people behind the counter that you want such and such bag and you'll get exactly what you want. But, I need that but these, are, these aren't even blind. These are these are Happy Meal. They're not blind. They'll just be there. You just say the one you want. Sometimes they do make them blind bag, though. Do they? Okay. Which one do you want, George? I need the Grimace and those three nuggets. I want the nuggets, too. I'm pretty sure I have that purple platypus beanie baby. I remember owning that. <laughs> That's the thing. I, For all I could, I probably had a beanie baby at one point. I know I had that uh like transforming happy meal dragon thing um there's apparently a space jam one in here goodness knows i probably had all these i just may not remember them all i don't i don't honestly i don't recognize most of these we didn't eat a whole lot of mcdonald's when i was a kid yeah we were definitely more burger king people oh we were not burger king people well so mcdonald's was i used to do ballet and before or after there was like two places to go mcdonald's and then this chicken place which oh i'm blanking on the name but so we rotated those a lot before and after but i don't know we just we did i didn't think we did it a ton but enough to like accrue toys every now and again so can i, can I like before you go on can i dip back into that zarda puya guy that's doing the customs yeah uh, I was just looking at his website while we were talking about McDonald's stuff. He's selling each one of those customs for like 75 bucks a piece, mostly. There's a couple that are a little more. Like, if he took it all day to do those things for 75 bucks, it's a steal. Yeah, great. How do you think he's doing the lettering on all that, the typeface? Do you think it's transfers or is he hand painting all that? I don't know. It does, they're not, it's not super clean, so it's probably all hand done. See, that's nuts. That's time consuming. I know, and it's accurate. I mean, if you were, I feel like if you were to take the food and set it next to the toy, it's a copy. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks hand done. Maybe the cheese balls one. I don't know. It's I'm just I just wanted to dip back in to say if people are interested in any of the ones we were looking at, most of there's some of them are sold out, but there's some available still. So go check them out. 
Nice. No, right, so... Say, Gary, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, if you're into the Kids Meal toys, be sure to check out Wendy's. They do some of the best ones. Like right now, they have a series called The Mix-Its, and it was designed by Chris Lee, The Beast is Back, and Matt Koffenberg. And it's a it's an ABS style, very simple forms, but it's great designs. They're just the hair and the heads and the bodies interchange and mix up with each other. And then I think this month, or maybe... I don't know. I think this month they're doing, um, they had also designed a Transformer series for Wendy's too. And that looks pretty rad as well. No, it, and actually I'm trying to figure out if the Mixits have switched to the Transformers already. But I, um, yeah, the Mixits are super fun. I went, and of course, what's really cool about Wendy's is there's times where I'll go and I order food and then I'll be like, hey, by the way, can I get some of the kids' meal toys? And they're like, like on their own. I'm like, yeah. They're like, uh, let me ask, just come to the window. And mo- more times than not, I go up to the window to pay and they just hand me a pile. And they're like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. No, you're great. not wrong. Every once in a while, you get someone who has no clue and they're kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah, for the majority, sometimes you don't have to pay for them. Sometimes they'll just tell you to buy like a small Frosty, which is like 99 yeah. cents. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're, they're fun. I mean, they're great for kids, but I like them because they're, you said they're mix and match. So the, the head, the body and the hair all come apart and, you know, just fun little things to, to add to your collection. Now, Chris and, and Matt, um, they're just a great design team together. They just, I think they're just good friends in general, but this, the stuff they design for Wendy's together is really, really good. Well done. I would love, I know we had Chris on and we, we touched very like we touched a little bit on the fact that he does this kids meal stuff but it'll be so intriguing to learn more about the process they follow because you know like the mix it's right it's just their own sort of brand but then when they do transformers they're having to work with a license and i can imagine it's, it's an interesting process to bring these to life yeah george did you know that Teresa is doing some posting for the toy chronicle now uh, wait no. I don't. What? We've got one more Christmas. There's another really. Do you know how Sonic was doing um, kid robot stuff? Did you know they're doing Mad Balls now? What? The Sonic Kids Meals are doing Mad Balls. I don't. I did not know that. I did not know that. I don't have a Sonic near me. Oh, that's right. We had to help you get the ones last time. Really? I feel like California, maybe not L.A., but California definitely has some Sonics. No? Uh, California does, but the closest one to us is like an hour away. Ah, okay. Well, see, this is something I wish I can cut out, but I'll leave it in. (laughs) All right, let's move on. What was the Toy Chronicle thing? Oh, I was scrolling the Toy Chronicle the other day, George, and I came across a familiar name. It said, written by Teresa Hawkins. So apparently Teresa is doing some posting for the Toy Chronicle. And it's, this is something, I guess, it's a new feature on the Toy Chronicle. Anybody and everybody can potentially contribute to their, their toy blog. I guess uh, you can if you can find the photos and write the article and submit it, uh, they will... It's So this is all vetted, George, but you can submit it, and if it gets approved, they will then upload it and post it to their blog. And you can also contribute to the Toy Chronicle, and that's exactly what she did. Wow. She's got one foot out the door, George. Yeah. 
is what happens when you don't record. I say, well, I got to do toy things. I'll go over here. No, um, <laughs> no. So to explain it. So when they did the website redesign, you're right. So they launched the forum and then they created this new account portal. And what I realized is through the account, anyone has the option to create a post. So if you wanted Gary to go out and write a post to promote your own toy, you could, you could too, George. Anyone can go out and submit a post. It does not go live immediately. It goes out for review. So someone under Toy Chronicle has to double check it and kind of give it its blessing. But but yeah, so I, um, I've been seeing stuff, some stuff lately. And I thought, you know what? I'll take a stab at it. And I've put a few posts out there. It's kind of fun to do some writing. So, but anyone could do it. And um there's actually a section in the forum for Marsham Toy Hour, um, and I've been I've been kind of enjoying that because there are people commenting there. So thank you to those who do comment because I do read all of them even if don't reply. But it's been fun to kind of follow some chatter in the forum about the podcast and yeah, participate a bit. Post some. We've been giving more feedback, so we we appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you for the love. Are you feeling the love, George? We're feeling the love. Feel love. <laughs> but they actually, so along one of the, well, I wouldn't say it was the, the reason I posted, but by doing posts, it uh, actually gives you points on this leaderboard they have. So they have a top 25. Um, and you can earn That's points. That's the only reason you're posting. You just want to get on the leaderboard. <laughs> it doesn't hurt because when you post, you get a decent amount of points. <laughs> but uh, they had it's part of it. It was partly driven by this contest. They've got this new coin they made, and you know I love a good contest. And top twenty five got this coin. I was like, I gotta climb the ladder. I gotta do stuff. And so, posting helped. Anyway, it's been fun. But you know, speaking of the Toy Chronicle, um, Gary Rosansky posted this really fun idea, and I don't know if you all saw it. But this thing actually needs to happen. Gary's like, this needs to happen. I agree. So let he, us be the judge if this is a really fun idea and if it needs to happen. Again, with the negativity. And by the way, I shared the mad balls and George thinks it's cool because he saw the picture. I like how you and George are talking to me, but also having a text conversation going on. too. <laughs> hey, you're in a conversation, too. <laughs> I know, but yeah. I'm actually like talking to you guys on the thing. You know, you know I there, just are times the George, there was one time George and I were texting just each other because we had a guest on. And I was like, George, I missed that. I was being bad. He's like, I didn't hear either. And we were laughing and cracking up to each other because we were being terrible hosts. Anyway, but no, I'm trying to find the, I have a screenshot of it. I want to make sure that I, I want to read it verbatim. Okay. So Gary's idea. Okay. And it's, it's got this picture and it's called the toy den. He wants to do a designer toy version of dragon's den or shark tank where artists can propose their toy designs to leading designer toy companies to produce their toy releases. Yeah, it's called Opinions? No, 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 no. The idea is like, you know, Shark Tank is, you know, entrepreneurs pitch their ideas and try to get a partner or someone to help, you know, provide funding or whatever, or take part in the business. So it's more like, hey, I have this really cool thing, but I don't know how to make it happen. Help me make it happen. But it like, would be fun. 
And here's why. Because I used to love Shark Tank. And I loved watching it for the reason of these guys are real businessmen. They understand how business works and how to actually make money as a business. And I don't think a lot of people in our scene understand the art of making money and running a business in this this toy scene. So yeah, for me, it'd be fun not only to see people, what people are concepting up and willing to pitch, but it would also be fun to watch the sharks go, all right, so how many units? How do you, you know see this making money? What's your fan base? Are you going to do this and do that? And really poke and prod and find out whether these toys should actually be produced based on will they sell or, you know, are they going to back it just because it looks cool? Yeah. yeah that, or that even be fun. Or even like feedback on the design itself and being able to say, look, I really like this, but that's really complex. That's really would be really difficult to produce. Or if I do it, I would do it, but you would need to tweak X, Y, Z. So, yeah, I don't know. It'd be, I think it'd be really, really interesting. I'd George? Yeah. You'd I'd, watch I'd, it? Yeah, I'd watch it. I think that would be great. I've, who would you? Who would be like the best panel to put together? See, okay, so in his posts, the ones he listed were Big Shot Toy Works, Flutter, Squibbles Inc., Martian Toys, Mighty Jacks, 3D Retro, UV to- UVD Toys, etc. And I was also thinking, what about the big players like Unbox, Pop Mart? Um, so I don't know if they had to pick like isn't like a panel of fives. What would be the the panel of fives? I mean, I one think... of them has to be Dove. Yeah, Dove, definitely Ben Goretzky. Clutter. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think the thing, if the difference would be from like Lions End and Shark Tank is on that show they're all venture capitalists. They all know business and they all have big money to help support these things. I think what we're talking about, so like the panel that um, the Toy Chronicle put together, they're not all money men. They're not all like, you know, they can help out with production and manufacturing and whatnot, but they couldn't necessarily bankroll something. All right, George, what are you doing over there? Sorry, that's uh, dinner getting prepped in the background. Sorry. Can't edit it out. That's Jessica. Chopping I was like, what do you keep dropping? I thought you were taking a pen and just like I've dropping it. Chopping like real slow. She's so hard, trying so hard not to make noise. Just <laughs> go fast because we hear it. <laughs> just another example of something that I would probably try to edit out. Now yeah, actors yeah. get to hear my dinner get made. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think you're you're right in the whole variety aspect and also you know, people willing to, to sort of take on projects and have the funds for it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think like an unbox, I'd like to see, a like, I don't know, just a bigger, more name who kind of takes on lots of international projects like unbox does. Yeah. I don't know. I do Most- like the idea of having a variety of panel that's knowledgeable, not just out, you know, you know, Shark Tank, they're very knowledgeable. They all have their little categories. One guy's security guy, one guy's, but they're all financial, but they all have their yeah. specialties. So I the like book- the idea of having, you know, Big Shot Toy Works on here for just their knowledge and expertise in the field. Yeah. I think the variety would be key. It's just, yeah, because like they have the, like, I'm really good at the home shopping network and I'm really good at sports and, you know, whatever their buckets are. I feel like, there, the idea would be to have good variety and that way you've got like 
especially it depends too. like if you want like dove's gonna take care of a whole different segment than an unbox i like right. it I think somebody make this show how do we get it how right? do we get it off the ground so I think it's an amazing idea to be spitballing like this. It's, it's something I would absolutely want to, want to watch. But I think the biggest hurdle would be just finding the the people to go on the show. Like what artists and designers do you think would be willing to put themselves on a stage for critique like this? It, um, it, I don't know because I'm trying to picture like as a YouTube series or even as like a decon or five points panel – like people can go in and present stuff and maybe at first it's not, I'll help you produce it. Maybe it's feedback, like go in and give, give honest feedback and say, here's my prototype, critique it. See, that's, my the show. I, that's the show I'd rather watch. I think I don't care I if they stuff. I just want to hear those people's opinions, opinions. about everybody's stuff. I agree. Could A you... panel of just honest people giving you the lowdown and breakdown of could that toy succeed? Why, what needs to be changed? All that stuff. That would be much more interesting. And then everybody yeah. going home and not listening at all. <laughs> but even like, oh, I could see if you did it that way, it could be anything from a proto, like a prototype or judge my sculpting skills or judge my, I could be a variety of things. That'd be really interest, like intriguing, interesting. Someone should do that. I want that to happen. I'd bring, I'd bring something in if I ever got to that point. There would be a good panel at Decon to do. Next year, maybe. Yeah. Start planning it. Speaking of Designer Con, well, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Lots of leaks and sneak peeks Wait. for that. What? I know. I'm sorry, but have you all ever watched Songland? No. I've never heard of it. <sighs> okay. It's this spinoff show that Adam Levine made. And what it what it does is lets you see the behind the scenes of how a song comes to life. So it focuses on the songwriting aspect. But it just I'm thinking about this toy den thing, and it's just almost like I could see a songland version where I could see a critique show being a thing, right? People bring in their stuff, and you critique and kind of hear their opinions. But I could also see it'd be really cool to watch a toy come to life. So like people sitting down and talking through a concept and then watching someone sculpt it or watching someone create the wax or watching the factory produce. But Songland is, is a piece of it. So it shows people come in, they pitch their songs. It's a piece of it. Then they pick the top three. They sit down with the producer, flesh it out. Then you see the revised version and they pick one for an artist to, um, you know, sing as a single or a track or whatever. But I don't know. It's just making me think we're talking about show ideas and, and you know this critique idea, but it'd be really cool, I think, to have like a behind-the-scenes sort of how a toy gets made. I'd watch cool that. Too. No, it'd be fun too. You're talking like just a brainstorm session. This is kind of like what we do at work. We put a bunch of different artists in a room, pitch ideas, you know, and then so it's, that's that'd be fun to take several people, even like established artists in the scene for a show reasons. Five people that maybe we all are sort of familiar with, throwing them to a room. They have to kind of toss their own personal styles out the do door and collaboratively. Oof, that was terrible. Collaborative. You say it. I can't say that. That's a tongue twister. Collaboratively. There you go. And they all come together and have to make a toy. To hear those five artists concept a completely new toy that they think could perform well in the designer toy market. That's not their own personal styles and fan base. That'd be interesting too. Yeah. 
Oh, guys, I feel like there's so many ideas for stuff that could be a thing to watch. Anyway. There's not enough. There's not enough to watch out there, so we should definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll George, start our own streaming channel because there's not enough of those out there either. Right. Oh, Disney Plus is almost here. See, I'm not excited about that one. I don't know if I'm sure eventually I'll feel the need to get it, but right now I don't think I'm gonna subscribe. I already signed uh, up for three years. I I'm trying to get a free year through Verizon. They have the high school musical, the musical, the series coming out, Gary. I don't know. I think currently there's, I don't know. There's, there's probably nothing on there for me currently, but yeah, I'm just tired. There's so many streaming services now. I just, I was trying to get part. away from all that. Nah, screw cable. Hulu and Netflix, baby. And now D plus. What were you saying though, Teresa? You can get Disney for free if you're a Verizon. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Verizon customers can get a year of Disney Plus for free. I signed up for an email, and they're not going to let us know until the 12th, so I'm waiting to find out if there's, like, some weird disclaimer that says, well, only if you have X service. Hmm. But, um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll let you know, but apparently so. So, it means, like, if they're going to give it to me for free for a year, why not? Why not try it? You want to share my I poo-pooed it. I'm sorry. I don't – I honestly really don't know that much about – what their streaming service is offering. Is it mainly going to be Disney titles? And I, I guess now that they own Marvel and 20th Century Fox, are they going to pull all that stuff away from the other streaming services? Oh, yeah, they already did. So like uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all that, it's gone. And if they're going to do it, they're going to do it over there. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, Simpsons, like National Geographic, everything is going to be on there. They own, they own everything now. Netflix, Netflix still has like a couple of the Marvel movies, but once that runs out, like once that current contract runs out, they're pulling it all back. Bummer. Yep, you got to get that with it. Be will only be on Disney Plus. That was like the first one. Hmm. You think the, the days of cable are gone, Gary? I, I know. I'm, I canceled. I canceled my cable. I am all streaming service, but I got like three of them now, and I guess eventually it sounds like we'll have to get Disney as well. It helps to share. My brother and I have a cool thing going on. He pays for Hulu. I pay for Netflix. We share the login. That's not allowed. That's against the law, Teresa. I thought you were a decent human being. It's really not. It's not against the law. It's seriously not. You're up to five. It's allowed. They know people share. It's up to five devices at once or something. Yeah, you pay Seriously. for devices. You can you pay you pay for that. Good to and, know. And Disney Plus yeah. is so cheap, dude. It's like six bucks. I and I when I signed up, it was four. Like there was a coupon code that they gave out at D twenty three. I think when I signed up for Netflix, it was around five. But now it's like fifteen or seventeen. They'll get yeah. you eventually. They're gonna, gonna get you. They're gonna, three years. They're gonna get you in the door, and then they're gonna get you in the end. All right, so you're we, smart, George. We took a weird spin here. Hey, again, this is why we edit. All right, D, I feel like you're doing it in purpose. You're just like letting us. No, this it. is a this is a typical episode. You brought it up, Lisa. I know, I sort of did, but you kept going with it anyway. <laughs> Decon, you said something about Decon, Gary. I cut you off to keep talking about something else. What about Decon? 
Oh, so Designer Con is coming up in a couple weeks. I know I didn't want, I didn't want to talk about Designer Con solely for the next month. Next episode is going to be pretty much devoted to Designer Con, and then after that, there'll be a, a wrap up episode. But I think we can talk on some Designer Con stuff in this episode. And one of the things that I saw was there's going to be an area within Designer Con devoted to pretty much the creepy and cute stuff, and it's called the corridor. I think that's a really great idea to have something that's kind of uh, a complimenting area. I have seen, and I'm excited. It's seriously the So Teresa Alley of Decon, and I I can't handle it. So yes, there's a I've got a list here. I think so. Oh, it's a good chunk of people. Don't so, don't read off the list. That's that, there's a lot of people. Well, no, but to get to keep on a feel, I mean, it's like horrible, adorable, sad salesman, Raniac kind of you know map graves so think gary baseman it's it's sort of a hodgepodge like you said of cute and creepy sort of coming together but i love it huh how does gary baseman fit in that list of people you just read he's creepy creepy cute totally bitter squeaks that's creepy cute blackie the cat plush that i think he's going to release there totally yeah, and his what's the Awu? Uh, uh, Am I saying that right? Arwu. Arwu. It's, it's like the noise of uh, a werewolf makes, like Arwu. Oh, Arwu. So that you don't think that's creepy cute? I think that's creepy cute. Sure. So I'm all it's- for this. This is what we were talking about last year. How everything was just so spread out. You're constantly walking back and forth across this giant. 300,000 square foot hall, something like that. It's just an enormous hall space. So for them to take a lot of things that are kind of similar and put them in one area is exactly what we want. So it's great. I love it. It's like, it's like the block for comic cons. Yeah. You go to comic con and there's like a block area. They've made a little, they've called it the corridor. And I think it's great. I'm excited. And I we think it's good it, for them. We've been doing that with the glios section too, where we get all the action figure type, type glios guys all in the same group yeah, that's great is that it's, something you guys request every year it's just like yeah we try we try and like organize it so that there you know a bunch of us are all in the same area for the people that collect that kind of stuff we have a couple of new people and like the horsemen are coming into it this year and things like that. yeah and see that to me is great i mean it's funny we talked about that and i love how people are kind of taking it upon themselves to do it and sort of build these little pockets for you know hardcore fans if they're really into certain styles or collections just makes it easier on them. So I think it's great. I'm excited. While we're on designer con, let's just stay with it. What else are you guys excited for that you've seen? Oh, Neil, my, well, we just did the, uh, we filmed the toy geeks, uh, DKE episode the other night. So it should be, it should be going up on YouTube, you know, by the time this is up, maybe that week or something like that, or soon. But uh, man, wait till you see all this stuff does got. There's like 40 figures this year. I I feel like so things have been so busy. I know news is slowly starting to trickle in. I honestly like I feel like I haven't had time to to dedicate fully to it. And so I have a feeling the floodgates are just going to open and I'm going to have to sit and just peruse a ton of crap um, leading up to it. But one thing I was excited to see is, so Unbox is going to be there and 
we've talked about it um, way back when, when we were getting into series one and everything, but they started this whole coin thing. So collecting these coins that you could use to spend on stuff. And I've yet to spend them. And finally, it looks like we're going to have a chance to spend our unbox coins at Decon. Um, they posted a sort of teaser to say, make sure you bring your coins. Shows a little prize wheel. So they haven't really revealed specifics yet, but I'm excited. So that'll probably be something I'll be keeping my eye on and, and checking out at the show. And finally, spend this pile of coins I got. It's been burning you, a hole in my pocket. Do you have to actually give them the coins? Like you give them back to Yeah. It's like payment. That would be hard for me because I would want to collect the coins. <laughs> well, I can save you one of each coin as I go for you, George, if you like. I'm good. I already sent them to you. <sighs> that's true. And I appreciate that. But I can't, so that, that's huh? I can't start collecting them now. I collect too many things. <laughs> uh, I would be silly to not mention. Okay, so... Um, Chris Raniak is obviously one of my top things. I love paying attention. There is a piece that Silent Stage teased. They've actually been teasing it on their Instagram story. So if you go to their feed, you're not going to see it. Um, let me try to find it so I can share it with you all. There was this show that Chris and Amanda did. Oh, when was it? 2018, I want to say. Let me double check. Uh, 2017, end of 2017 at Tokyo Comic-Con, they did a, uh, exhibition show called Curious Forest, um, really cute pieces. And one of the pieces in it was something called Staggle. And it's basically, um, like a stag, a stag beetle. I'll paste the link for you all. So you all can see what I'm talking about in our chat. But um, these really cool, really large resin pieces, and that's the thing he does with a lot of his exhibitions, these really uh, low-run or one-off large resin pieces. Freaking gorgeous. Love this piece. And it's one of those things that, you know, I'll Google and Google over these pictures, and I know I'll never own them. But lo and behold, Silent Stage is collaborating with Chris, and they're creating a vinyl version of this piece of Staggle. And uh, it's going to be a single color. So they showed a uh, in the Instagram stories this blue vinyl stag uh, staggle piece. And oh my gosh, it's it's flipping amazing. I'm so excited. It's apparently eight inches tall, and it's going to be an edition of 25, and I think 250 bucks each. But um, I think they're still kind of working and finalizing, you know, the promotion for it. But I'm pooping my pants. I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. Check it out. Come are, on. Are you, I haven't seen it. You haven't sent anything over yet. I sent the link. Where? In our chitty chat, our text thread. Here, I'll find the other one. Do, 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 do. Scrolling through. Gonna find it. Oh, do, 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 do. I have nothing this... from you on it either. In the text thread? Yep, nothing. That's not good. All right, hold on. George? Do, do, George do, is do, on do. mute, eating the delicious food that his wife has prepared for him. <laughs> no, I'm still here. Sorry, Check I'm, it do, out. I'm doing an O&L order right now. Just wait till you see it. It is badass. I want it on my shelf right now. Oh, my God. I'm looking at it again. It's basically the resin in vinyl form, and it's obviously more simplistic because it's a single color, but... 
<sighs> just hurry Whoa, up. Where and- is it? It's in our. Oh my god! I only sent it to George. <laughs> see, Gary, she likes me better. That's fine. I really. I'm, I'm perfectly I fine feel- with that. I feel oh, bad now. I. Well, George, you got him. Oops, my bad, Gary. Hold on. Do do do. Gonna find it. I got to make it fun if you're gonna leave this in here. Oh no, it's staying. I'm not. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not gonna end it this episode. Come on, trim it a teeny. Trim this. What? This is silly. I know it's silly, but it's like a an experiment. But Gary, if the whole point is to punish them and make them be like, we appreciate you, blah blah blah, they already like appreciate and understand we edit and. No, but they don't exactly understand. Because you and George and any guest who's been on the show, they know the difference between a record and an edited version. But the listeners have been requesting unedited versions and they want to know what's been cut out. So this is our one time that we're doing this. And then people will know like what the difference between a record and a six-hour edited version is. That's all. It's just a test, a trial. Well, did you finally get it? Uh, yes. Hold on. The link is to the, the the originals, and the picture is what's going to be at DesignerCon. Yeah, it's awesome. I have never seen this before. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's nice. It's awesome. And he also teased, so Amanda and Chris are apparently doing some kind of, oh, I want to make sure I read it right, Bindlewood Mystery Minis. It's this teaser. It's got all these question marks. There's three little shadows. One of them looks like another version of a staggle, and these two other pieces never seen before. And apparently, they're going to do some kind of mystery mini blind box thing. I don't know. I'm excited, and I will be watching and waiting anxiously to figure out what the heck it is. Cool. I'm excited. Gary, what about you? What have you seen? Any uh, see, I, no, I haven't. Skip me. I, I I've been kind of out of the loop. I haven't been doing that much social medias. I'm trying to think if I've seen anything that you would be excited about. Um, but I don't you know. know. I did see that Ben Goretzky has been doing a couple other podcasts talking about designer con and because he's been doing those, I've learned that there, there are other kind of semi toy related podcasts going on out there. You're right. He is kind of running a circuit. I mean, he did something with like, he did the robot and the bear and then sneaker USA. And then what was the one you shared recently? Some art, something not art art not art or something like that yeah but but real quick before you mentioning all these ben ben running the uh podcast circuit so i feel like we should we should give a little mention to some of the the new new peeps in town or new things we've seen bubbling up so there's a couple new toy podcasts out in the world and apparently they both like robots and animals because <laughs> we've got robot and the bear which is luke chu and giant robot which they've been around for a bit. I just hadn't really seen them bubbling up until recently. And then uh, the new one, oh, Urban Robot Cat, right? With UBD Toys, Chris Work, and uh, Strange Cat. Did you say Chris Work? Chris Work? Is it not Chris Work? WRK? Chris. Is it WRK? Chris RWK. Oh gosh, now you got me questioning things. Chris RWK, right? Oh, you're making me question. Yeah. Do you not pronounce it Chris work? You pronounce it Chris RWK. 
sorry, Chris. Chris RWK. <laughs> yeah, so if you if you ever just need more toy talk in your week or want to fill that void on the weeks that we're off, I think just be sure to check out these other these other options. Their formats are a little bit different, but I know Urban Robot Cat is I think they just started and their pilot episode was only on Spotify, but they will be on iTunes and other things uh, later. Of course, you all know about Behind the Counter. That's on YouTube as well as I believe the Robot and the Bear. That's also a YouTube watch as well. Yeah. I thought we could spread a little love for our other toy scene podcasters. So if you're all looking for you no know, comp- looking no competition for- here. We want everyone to succeed and do well. Yeah. So I'll I'll have to I have I do have Spotify, so I'll try to give that a listen. I just you know me, we've talked about this. I'm I'm not a podcast person. I just when I'm working and in the mix on stuff, I can't listen or do other things and my days just stripped away and I just, I'm not in the car. I don't have commutes. So, but I'll try. Speaking of conventions, George, last week was complex con in LA. Is that one that you attended all? No, that is totally not for me. Um, all the other guys like Ben and those guys all went though. Right. I gotta say, I I think I'm in your pool, George. I looked at the link. It's, it's just, it's not, even if I lived in LA, it's not a convention. I would personally attend. I don't think there was anything there that, would appeal to my nature of collecting, but is it a great convention for someone like Ben and others that are into the more street side of uh, toys and art and stuff? It's yeah. It's for people that are into like that Supreme and all that, like hype, hype BS stuff. And the tickets are super expensive to get into. Like it's not cheap. Well, how much are they? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Like hundreds. It's over a hundred, babe. You know, yeah, it's like a hundred bucks to get in. Wow, just for one day. It's cheaper than San Diego. Yeah, I think so. No, San Diego. That's for the weekend, all right. Like it's. I think it's one day ticket for a hundred bucks. Oh. I don't know. I I could be completely wrong. I don't know. You're right. The VIP is six hundred and fifty. Holy, Holy crap! Shit. You get a pair of like sneakers with that or something or some kind of product. You probably just get in first or something. I don't know. I'm sure you get something. I don't, it's, it's, it's completely uninteresting to me. I don't care about like what people think is cool. That's just not for me. I, I think it's interesting. I agree. I mean, it's never been a show that I've really kept tabs on because you're right. It feels more kind of hype scene. What I think is interesting is like every year I kind of sort of hear more about it in our scene. Like last year I, we heard a little bit, we tried talking on it, but I feel like this year I'm starting to see the toy scene just bleed into it a bit more. Maybe it's just, I don't know, the, the news I'm seeing, maybe it's just happenstance, but I know that Tokidoki was there and I don't know if they're typically there and they actually had some pretty fun bare bricks that dropped and some really cool sculptural pieces on display but uh, Martian Toys also attended. So they were there this year and kind of went big. And um, Sket One and uh, Quicks were kind of some big focuses for them. So there was some Sket One Quick sort of uh, collaborations. They did like a Sket Racha um, of the, the tech figure. And then they did another one that I guess it's based off like Sket's logo, like his smiley face, for, for lack of a better word. It's kind of based off of his mark. Like his graffiti stamp sign. 
God, I sound so not cool. You all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just want to keep you going for as long as possible. <laughs> just you know, be his, quiet. His logo, his smiley face, his, his smiley face logo. That's like really colorful. But they did a um, a Tech 63 design, kind of based off that, with the really bright colors and sort of color drips on his body. And it's probably yeah. been one of the best Tech 63s I've seen. So it was really nice. It, and I don't think I, it's sold out. I, I think I did read that these are also going to be available at DesignerCon, too. Oh, you know what? I actually think I heard that, too. I'm trying to find the details for it, but I think you're right. That actually both, I think both the Sket Racha and the, uh, I'm trying to see if it had a name for the other one. Um, but yeah, I think both editions will be at Decon, so. I don't know, I think it's interesting to seeing some more more people from our scene kind of bleeding into it. And it did have sort of that the feel for Complex Con, right? With the merch and the products they brought. But it was kind of cool seeing Martian Toys head over there. One of the big vendors was last year was uh, McDonald's. So yeah, it's a cool con. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh yeah. McDonald's? Wait. Like Complex Con? Yep. Wait, what was, was it their, actually what was good? Their, what were they vending? I, I don't. I don't know. I I barely listen when those <laughs> guys talk about that show. Huh? I need to watch my tone. I'll sound negative. It's uh, it's really the booths are really expensive too. Couple thousand dollars. Oh, Let's hope uh, DesignerCon doesn't start following their model. We've been complaining about prices rising and whatnot for DesignerCon, but compared to something like a complex con. Yeah, like I don't know how like I don't know how Martian Toys would make their money back going to complex con. Maybe it's just for the exposure of being there. But like I you can't possibly sell enough to cover like a three thousand dollar booth or whatever it is. So what's making them garner these prices? It hasn't been around that long. Is their attendance massive? Why are the prices what they are? It, complex has been around for a long time. Not, oh, has it? I yeah, complex okay. like complex magazine. It's it's like it's what is it? Complex is like hip hop and stuff, right, babe? Yeah, it's all street. Yeah, it's all it's like complex magazines, like hip hop, streetwear. Like it's oh. been around for quite some time. Okay. I thought I feel like I've only heard about it in the last three years. My bad. I didn't even I didn't even realize there was a magazine behind it. <laughs> I want to say. Oops. Come in and talk. Murakami? Murakami owns it. Murakami owns Complex? Yeah. That's how, why it's such a, like, a high oh, thing. Like, yesterday, like, I heard, like, Pharrell was there. Last year, like, Migos was there. Like, it's just, like, it's more, like, hip-hop, street. Um, you know, like, you're going to find, like, a lot of your cause pieces. I think that, like, what was how, what that Fantasia, Mickey, you did? That, like, 20-foot one or something? Well, yeah, we didn't do it. But, well, I don't know. That was like there. Yeah. Um, the Matt back on deck, like artists like that are there, like trying to do like showcasing like big statue stuff to try and sell to like yeah, yeah. rich it's, rappers. It's basically. like this stuff like you're gonna sell for like three hundred dollars, or you're gonna flip for a seven to eight hundred dollars. Hmm. It's <sighs> sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's because we're talking about something none of us care about. Like we shouldn't, we have no business talking about complex gun. <laughs> I just, oh, I was going to say, so we're talking about like just hype beasts and all of this, but 
I mean, don't you all feel like Quix has kind of entered that realm? So it is kind of fitting for Quix to be there? If there was like a four-foot Quix there, and that's what they were selling, I can understand it. But the regular toy, like, no, it doesn't belong there. But that's like what, I mean, Quix has become, he's become, I don't know, he's become so popular. And there's so this much of it. popular stuff. This is, this is... Super limited, only the only the expensive people get it stuff. Like the shoes that cost a thousand dollars that you don't wear, you just put on a shelf. Yeah. I don't know. It it kind of makes sense to me at least the connection there. Apparently, it's not only in Long Beach; it's also going to be in Chicago, or it was in Chicago. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Complex is not new. It's You know what is new? It's the big, big, big con that was in Singapore last weekend. Too many it? big, Jerry. It's called? Just the big, big. It's called Big, Big Con. No, I know. I heard you said it was big, but what's it called? <laughs> it's called Big, this is, this big is, Con. This is like that first base, second base skit. It's called Big, Big Con. That's the actual That's title. Terrible name. Terrible name. I agree. You know, okay, but here's the thing. You have to realize who is putting on the show, and it'll make sense why they probably named it something absurd. Is it Big Boy? It's Flab Slab. <laughs> so why not call it the Flab Slab Con? Big Big Con is a terrible yeah. name. Because Flab Slab, that's like what he does. He does fuck you law. I just said F. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> but he does, like, that's what he does. He makes fun. So he's, I think it's, he did it to be goofy and just called it the Big Big Con. To be funny. That's what I think. I'm dying in laughter. Oh. <laughs> oh, can we Gary, wrap this no, up? She no, she hates me too, Gary. Well, what is what is the big big con? I know nothing about it. I well, I really don't either. Teresa, what do you know about it? Uh, so it's a new show that just started in Singapore. Um, I know that Toys Are Evil covered it. So if you go check out uh, Toys Are Evil. On Instagram, you can kind of peruse some of the posts they made about it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's just a new show that opened up, and it's just seemed correction. like another. I have a thing. correction on the last convention we were talking about. Murakami does not own it. He just like hosts a bunch of stuff there. Okay. Jessica takes it back. She just came from the other room and took it all back. <laughs> <laughs> See, if we were editing, we could just cut it all out. But exactly. No, no Gary wants to just do that so. Right, so where's the big big con sorry i wasn't paying attention where's the big big it's, con at? it's it's in singapore it's just a new show it's just another another toy hangout show and you know it's uh pauber wet works slab slab uh sounds great i mean Gerbican. we need more conventions to make let people have more places to sell stuff since all the stores are gone I'm all for more shows. I, I was most intrigued in a certain sneak I saw of something of yours, Gary. I saw that too. So, Wait, Gary, you sound like you don't know what it is. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, I know what it is. It's a, a little mini Wooper Looper apparently released there, but I didn't know it was going to have a, a Sega release there, and I don't really have much information on it. It wasn't really showcased or promoted, George. It was just 
they took a picture of the Pauber booth at the event on their Instagram account. And if you look in the bottom left corner of their display case, you can see there's a new colorway. And also someone tagged me on Instagram that they did purchase it there. But it wasn't something that I was privy to or aware of. So I don't know if it's going to see an online release later. I have no idea. Did you even get one? No, not yet. But that's not the issue. I'm sure I'll get one, I'll receive one eventually. But the thing was, it was like kind of disappointing to learn about it through Instagram that a new colorway was was released. You know, it's like I wish I had known, so I at least could have promoted it. And it it wasn't really properly promoted even for the event, and maybe because it was a small event, they didn't feel the need to advertise it. That's well, kind of weird. It's a tad odd, but. Yeah, so now there's a new colorway of a mini whooper looper out there, and um, I'm sure the fans are, are wanting to know more information on it. But Teresa, I just I don't have anything for you. Lucky. Well, I will say for the listeners who may or may not have seen this photo, um, it's actually uh, the colorway matches the whoopers and fatties you sold at the first five points. So it's that sort of minty green with pink accents. Yep. Um, so I love that it's a match to um, one of the whoopers, the whoopers I own. But lucky for you, because I am me, I, I DM'd Pauber and I said, hey, I see a mini whooper. I hear it was for sale. Will there be more? Possibly online. Basically saying, hey, I want the deets. And Pauber did say it was really just a preview and the release will probably come later this month. I don't know if it's online. I don't know where or how, but... Apparently, it was just like a little sneaky peek mini sale, and that's probably why they didn't mass promote it. But it is a little weird that you didn't get a heads up. It happens. Is, this toy is not something you're making, then. This is just some. This is a toy that another company made, licensed from you. Yeah, Pobber. So my role was just designing it, and then Pobber handled pretty much everything else of it the manufacturing, the sculpting, the producing, the releases. I just do an occasional call out for the colorways. Okay. I mean, it is weird that they wouldn't involve you in it so you can promote it, but... Yeah, I thought so, too. But to hear Teresa say it, it sounds like a release they were wanting to keep on the down low because it was for a smaller event in their home country. I, I know they sold a few to some collectors, but maybe that was just to be a surprise, you know, a, a surprise find at the event. So it sounds like a larger promotion is coming, and I will help promote it when we get to that point. But it sounds exciting for those that do have the Five Points colorway of the Fatties or the OG Whoopers. You might have a matching trio set uh, available to you soon. And for those that don't have a mini Whooper Looper yet and still want one, this will be the next colorway, it sounds like. Yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I wish we could talk better on Big Big Con, but um, I don't know. I just it's always fun to see new shows pop up, and it seemed to do pretty well. And I don't know, it's it's getting to the point where there's so many shows overseas, but it's like, how do you pick? I mean, we only have two. They have, I feel like, hundreds of everything from gallery shows to smaller shows to big shows. I mean. I know Tokyo Comic Con's about to happen. It's about the same timing as Designer Con, and that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. But there's just shows constantly. I, it makes me want to move and go over there and be be a Don. I want to be you, Don. Just go to one. Pick a, a stateside convention that you usually go to. Just don't attend it that year and go to one of the overseas ones. You know, I I think I'd have a I don't know I think I'd have a hard time letting go of Five Points of Decon, but I do think. It would be really fun if I can just – you get in a habit, right? So, like, every year I'm like, okay, I plan for five points. I plan for decon. I'm not really thinking ahead of when other shows are. But I do think it would be really fun to, like, beginning of this next year, think about it and pick and go – finally go to an overseas show. 
Hey, I just saw do, something. Do one like... of the Japan ones. Japan. Yeah, like super fast or wonder fast, like one of those. Like that. That's it, it'll blow your mind. It's it's an insane convention. But there's also like the uh, Thailand Toy Expo, and then there's the Pop Mart ones like BTS and STS. I mean, mm. how do you pick? Japan. All right, as far as, just... Yeah, as far as countries to visit, I keep on hearing Japan over and over and over. Everyone who seems to visit there just falls in love with it and can't wait to go back. All right, I'm going to pick. I'm going to make that. Maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution. Go to an overseas show. And get the uh, the guided tour by Data Dub. Data Dub. Data Dub. Yes. All right, let's wrap this up. Had enough of No, you. wait. No, 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 wait, wait. There's no editing. We have to hit the timer. That's exactly right. Gary, you you were just going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, I was just doing a scroll, and uh, something I saw that's going to be releasing at DesignerCon for the first time is we were talking about the Mutant Vinyl Hardcore Chibi Series that he's doing with Unbox, and I saw that they're going to be releasing some at uh, DesignerCon this year. And there's a, uh, it's like a marbled, psychedelic tie-dye colorway of them, and it looks... Sweet. Where did you see that? Uh, Toys Are Evil Instagram page. I gotta find it. I wanna go see. All right, wrap this up. But wait, there's there's one more topic. We we don't want to squeeze. Oh, those do look cool. Gary, what's your timer at right now? Because we really have to hit the timer if there's no editing. We are at an hour twenty-two. Can we squeeze in one more topic real quick? Make it snappy. Okay, but the okay. Overseas stuff and everything. But did you all see this new Pop Mart website they launched? Oh, I did. I, it's yeah. very intriguing. So it's concerning. So okay. It's weird. Okay. So you think a lot of people when they when a business puts up a website, right? Usually it's their own thing, right? So like 3D Retro has 3dretro.com. You have Superham. George, you even have your own dedicated website, right? When people tend to launch websites, it's their own thing. And Popmart has a website out there. There's popmart.com, but it's international. It's not something that, as people in the U.S., we can access and buy from and really utilize. So recently, they put a post up on their Instagram and promoted – I want to make sure I read it correctly – but they promoted that they have a new uh, online shop that's available and it's global and they say, link in our bio, meet our official AliExpress online shop. A few clicks away to discover the latest Popmart collectibles. We ship worldwide. But what's really intriguing about it is it's not a dedicated Popmart website. AliExpress is, for lack of a better word, kind of like an eBay or Amazon. It's all these mini sites within a main site. And what's, what's even a little more sketch or weird about it is that a lot of stuff out there on AliExpress is bootlegs and fakes. Like, if you look up Sony Angel, for example, you will see a crap ton of fake Sony Angel. It's almost like, what is it, Alibaba or whatever that does, like, the bootleg blanks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like that. And it's, I don't know, it's one, it's kind of weird that they launched on that site uh, in the first place. But it's also very intriguing in the sense that, like, for someone like me who's into Popmart, you know, we haven't really been able to buy direct before. Um, you know, you, we were buying for my plastic card or strange cat or, you know, other, you know, us based stores that have been able to get pop Mart in. So it's intriguing to think 
know, how will this affect them? And the pricing is actually um, really good. They are offering free shipping on a lot of stuff. And then they even did their very first exclusive through. So when they launched AliExpress, uh, along with it, they did their very first Pop Mart exclusive that was, it was international only, but then the only way for us to get it was through this AliExpress site, and it was the Monsters Carnival um, How to Work Costing Lung Wabubu series. So, I don't know, it's just interesting. It's interesting to see that particular website launch, them doing exclusives and opening up to global sales, so... I agree. It wasn't unexpected. It's cool that people can now go there and get free shipping. It's free international shipping, which is interesting. My concern is the stateside boutiques, My Plastic Heart, Strange Cat Toys, the ones that have been carrying the product from Pop Mart. I, I hope they are not affected by this. Like Those are small mom and pop, pop stores, independently ran. They've been, you know, when like companies like Kid Robot and whatnot slow down, then you know Pop Mart stepped in and they've been getting a lot of their product and it's been selling really well for them with the stateside customers. So if you are a stateside customer, yes, this is an option for you. But if you can, please help support the stores here in the states by going directly to them if you can. Okay. And we and they they are our sponsors. StrangeCatToys.com. Use our promo code Marsham at checkout and you receive ten uh, percent off uh, your entire order. Go to MyPlasticHeart.com. You, if you spend $75 or more and live in the States, you'll get free shipping on that order by using ToyFam at checkout. There's also 3DRetro.com. Two great toy blogs for you to follow. Strange, uh, SmokeyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com. Let's wrap this up. Let people know where they can find you. Teresa, go first. All, all I will just say is to add on and end that. And 3D Retro carries Popmart 2, I believe. But the positive is, is that true? Yes, they do. Yeah. Did not know that. Uh, And I will say they have not been putting pre-orders out there. And it it does seem that they're mostly selling older products. So I have to say, it seems like they're keeping U.S. stores in mind. I just think it's going to be intriguing to one. I hope it's like a legitimate thing. Um, We know listener Nick tried it out. I'm curious to see how it worked out for him. But I'm curious to see the whole exclusive thing, if that starts becoming a thing, where every now and again we'll see a Pop Mart exclusive only available through their AliExpress store. So anyway, yes, timer, whatever. I am Teresa Hawkins. If you all want to find me, check me out on Instagram, tmhawk24. George, where can people find you? At Double G Toys on Instagram. Wrap it up. And I'm Gary Ham. You can find me at superham.com or Gary Ham on Instagram. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to. But because we want to. Why are you rushing? We have like five minutes. <laughs> no, we don't. We, we're at almost at an hour 27 plus a two and a half, three minute outro song. I want to hit that hour and a half mark. Exactly. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. Bye. And, and that is what an unedited episode sounds like. I think it's How great. Was it? Was it good? Uh, you know me. I don't like to release unedited stuff. I think there's great material in there, think- but it needs to be polished and edited. Well, then why the heck would you do that if you think it could be really great and you're going to leave it crap? Why would you do that? You really think I we think did that bad? Great. It will surprise you that people, don't, that people like it. Yeah, maybe. I thought we had a good discussion on stuff. We were a little jumpy, but you didn't. you thought it was bad? 
like I said, in editing, when I take all, out all that extra stuff of looking on our phones and looking at things and descriptions and not knowing what things are called, all that him and hawing, you take all that out, this would have been an hour episode and been perfect flow and then great. I don't like the new Gary. Oh my Gary, gosh. you're going to be surprised. I, I guarantee no, I think, uh, hopefully I am. You know, if, if it turns out all the editing that I've been doing, and it, this, there's really not that much of a noticeable difference between this and an edited one, then perfect. Then I, I've been wasting my time for three years. People are going to be fine with it. No one cares. I think I think you could spend 30 minutes editing and just cutting out little piddly things. It's not how it works. If it's a two-hour episode, I have to listen to two hours work and make little cuts in here and there. So it's two I don't hours know how to plus help. trims and stuff. So that's where, yeah, don't, that's why don't, it ends up being forward. Tell me how to get you back to not complaining about everything. All right, bye. Like-